Come back home with Anne and Mary Claire Sweet as they explore the lifestyles of yogis, uncover exciting yoga trends, and hang out with teachers who are keeping it real. They do it because it feels right. Okay. Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, where we explore all aspects of a modern day yogi's lifestyle. To join our podcast family, just go to iTunes, High Vibes Podcasts, and then also we are on SoundCloud. If you can rate us after our podcast and then send me an email and sweet at Lotus House of Yoga for a special treat, a mini coaching series on how to create high vibes in your lifestyle. So Byron, hey, how's it going? Hey, oh I'm my okay. Gosh, how are you? I haven't seen you for so long. I know. It has been a little while. You are so busy. I'm afraid you're going to leave me someday. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I feel like you do. You will. How's, um, I'm super excited too, because I was thinking on the way over here today that I wanted to get some, um, the best Oh yeah, t-shirts for Christmas presents. Cool. Yeah, those do make good Christmas presents. I know. How's the company going? So you own a company called The Best, yep. and it features all these very cool vintage rocker type of apparel, and I love it. Thanks. Yeah, it's a just a company a, a buddy and I started locally, and uh, it's fun. And is do you have a website? Like, do you have like a shop online? We do. Thebestclothingcompany.com. The best. Awesome. So excited to get some. I like the one that Thanks. you have on today. Oh, it's a special one. That was just for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. All right. Well, today we're going to actually call in a guest um, because, you know, it's not everyone who's in the yoga industry actually lives in Arizona or Nebraska. Sure. So this person you would love, she is not only an amazing yoga teacher, but she's also like a rocker. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she teaches all over the country. Um, you're going to learn a lot about her, but she is very much into the festi scene. So she teaches a lot of festivals and she taught at Red Rocks. With Michael Franti. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, I know. Super cool. So let's call her. It's Gina. Okay. Gina Caputo. She's probably sitting there waiting for my phone call. Right. Eating toast. That's her favorite thing to do. I like toast. Okay. <laughs> let's call Gina. Hello. Hey, Gina. It's Anne. Hi, Anne. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You sound good. You're on speaker. Okay, nice. I mean, we're actually live right now. That's just how we roll here. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, I want, uh, first of all, welcome to our fun podcast, High Vibes Podcast. And I was just telling my sound warrior, my sound engineer, Byron, all about you. He also is like a rocker. All right, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling him how fun you are and that you played at Red Rocks with Michael Franti and, you know, you're just like, you're everywhere now. And he's just like super excited to hear your story. Oh, well, thank you guys both. It's really a great privilege to be able to collaborate with musicians and get to feel like at least for an hour, I'm a part of the band. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I feel like you are part of the band now. I mean, people are just like calling you, wanting to be, you to be part of their festivals and their musical experiences. And it couldn't have happened to someone who loves rock and roll more than you. I mean, I can't think of anyone <laughs> besides me that does. One of the things that I love most about your classes is your playlist. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the, the first time I did it uh, with Michael at Red Rocks. Uh, it was years ago now, but the first time we ever did it, he just had absolute confidence 
in my ability to do it, and I was completely scared to death uh, of, you know, just like the idea of there being 3,000 people there and such an iconic venue, you know, just standing on the stage kind of making your knees wobble a little. And, you know, he was just like, oh, I have absolute confidence in you. It's going to be fine. And I really appreciated that because it ended up being quite a Baptist fire. We didn't plan it out. And I, I mean, I, I, it, it felt to me like a jam must feel when you're a musician. Yeah. You know, you know how to play your instrument. Like, I, I know how to teach. Yeah. Uh, but, but you have to kind of, you also have to relax into it so that you can't predict the next moment and, and trust yourself and trust each other. And it was absolutely beautiful. And I have to say any opportunity I have now to rise to that challenge, which for me, it is a challenge. I like to plan things and bring the highest quality experience I can. And you just can't plan every moment. And there's got to be room for that organic spontaneity. Sure. And I, I now, now I love it. Yeah, well, because your instrument is your body. And your voice as the teacher, yeah. you know. It, it's very interesting to, to try to get your energy, and this is something Michael Franti is really good at, but to get your energy to the furthest seat, you know. Yes. Uh, you know, in, the case, in the case of yoga, no one's sitting, but still, you know, you're in like an amphitheater or a venue, and ultimately there's always going to be people that are in the last row and so I've, I've learned a lot from him and others about holding big space and, and really kind of like throwing your energy as far across their space that you kind of have it land in a way that hopefully feels as meaningful to them as it does to the people right in the front. Yeah, and I'm sure that, I mean, I plan on attending one of these events in some time. It's on my, my list um, but I'm sure it's a very spiritual experience for a lot of people who are there doing this. I mean, just being at Red Rocks is such a spiritual experience. Well, I was just true. there and I saw um, Bob Marley's band and who else did we see? I don't know. It was just a great experience. It was so fun. And everybody was just vibing high and you could just feel like the vortex of energy from the earth. And it was just super cool. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that climb you have to make yeah. from the parking lot <laughs> up to the venue, you know, where you, you, it's like a little rite of passage you, yeah. you go through. You feel Initiation. a sense of accomplishment just upon arrival. <laughs> yes, yes. So, well, this is so cool. I'm so happy to talk to you. You're one of, you know, the first yoga teachers um, from outside of Nebraska that came to Lotus House of Yoga. Oh, I'll never forget it. I know. I won't forget it either. I was just, I think I was kind of like in passing and met you briefly. This was like 10 years ago, folks. Um, but I was like, who's that badass girl? Because she's like really <laughs> bringing it real to, to Lotus House of Yoga. And we needed it, you know? We needed that authentic prana flow. I mean, you were you were doing all prana flow at that time. Yeah, I was. And I have to say, one of the things that's really memorable for me is that I, uh, like MC, was, you know, running my own studio. I had just yes. come uh, from Los Angeles where I was part of a team running a studio. And then I had opened two of my own 
studios without a team or, you know, without a, a, a leadership team. Yeah. So it was all kind of on me. The buck stops with me all the time. And I just felt such an affinity to MC and you Aww. and the, the leadership team that you guys had in place because I know it's no small feat to <laughs> um, build community and start a new business, particularly for us, you know, in, in Nebraska and I was in Kansas yeah. City, Missouri. You know, it, at that time, it wasn't really like a given that everybody would love it. Obviously, you know, that has, you know, gotten extremely popular and mm -hmm. it's not that it's less work but it perhaps it's a slightly easier sell now but back mm -hmm. in those days it was kind of like you know mc and i could look each other eye to eye and be like uh -huh, i see you girl yeah, yeah. I, I know <laughs> i know i feel you yeah and, uh, i i think that that has always made from that first moment that really just made me feel very bonded to her because we had that shared experience Right. And I mean, you talk about those early days of yoga and the early um, owners of studios, you know, either they've moved on or have been, you know, consumed by larger studios. And, you know, we're yeah. still standing and it's, it's, it, I mean, this is a whole nother podcast that we can have, but the business of yoga is real <laughs> and it mm -hmm. is in your face every day and it's not easy um, but the rewards are so great. You know, the rewards is that, yeah. you know, we are serving up people love and, and caring and, you know, inner strength and, and, you know, shifting lives and things like that. So really, when MC and I talk about Lotus House of Yoga, we really think about ourselves as like a community center, a center, you know, that's really focused on oh, yeah. just helping others get to where they want to be. And, you know, it's hard to maintain that in a world where when we first started 10 years ago, there were two studios. And now yeah. in Omaha alone, there are like 45. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, it's, insane. I, it's almost like when you when you look at the, the scalability, you know, I, you, you look at a chain restaurant, let's say, for example, and, you know, they create a menu once. I'm simplifying, but. Yeah, in any case, they create a once, and you you figure out how to make each dish to the to your satisfaction once, and mm -hmm. then you just kind of like scale that, like you keep you keep pushing that out into the world, the same thing over and over again, and then you have let's say an independent restaurant, and it, there's much more room for right. uh, you know like the the. So look at, oh, look what's in season. Let's do this. Like more right. spontaneity mm -hmm. around the choices you make. And it's hard in the same way that it's hard for an independent restaurant to exist in a sea of, of corporate type chains. You know, uh, the same is true for us where now I see the independent yoga studios in, the, in, in similar to like allowing the, the chefs and the staff to, to have more creative license, we tend to uh, give our teachers, like we, we, hire, we, we, we hire our teachers because we believe in the uniqueness of their offering. We yes. believe in their work ethic. We believe in their core values around, let's say, like you said, a community center versus mm -hmm. like just a business. Yeah. And as such, you know, it makes it a little bit more challenging um, to, to 
thrive yeah. because uh, you're, you're choosing to, to really support the teachers uh, over the method or the system, which is easier to duplicate. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, the, the system, the chain thing, it's a little easier to duplicate. And what we're doing is really embracing the teacher herself or himself. Yeah. So. And, you know, yeah, thank it's a, it's God, special, there's room, there's room for everyone. You know, I mean, I, I oh, think yeah, yeah. I'm, I've heard your message and it's the same message that I have that the more yoga, the better, you know, yeah. like quit judging, yeah. you know, where, why, how people are doing yoga, what they're listening to and they're doing. I mean, it's just like, just bring it, you know, just bring it because any part of it is better than none, you know? So yeah. The judgment of yoga is real. There's a lot of judgers out there. And I'm like, just like, stop judging. You know, it may not be your yoga, but it's their yoga. So let them thrive in it. You know, it's all good. There's room for everybody. Yeah. I think for some of us, it just takes a while to to really believe that in your heart and live in a way that's in alignment with that. Because, you know, early on, I, I remember this very clearly, just, kind of having a lot of poverty consciousness and fear around, you know, will I be able to survive? For me at the time, it was alongside the gym. You know, where the gym was offering yoga included in your membership. They also had childcare all day long. That's a big one. You know, I I remember feeling uh, a a big contraction around that and, and fear, thinking like, oh, how can I ever compete? And, you know, the it just takes time for some of us to recognize that what you just said, you know, that there really is room for all of us and all of it. And I was just uh, on a hike with a fellow teacher and we were also talking about the importance of trying to educate future generations of teachers to really find their unique voice, their niche, their passion, so that that comes through rather than try to emulate and copy someone else so that we can build an even bigger community and meeting yes. for people uh, versus all of us kind of trying to fit the same mold or, or be the same person. Um, I, I couldn't agree more that there's, there's room for all of us and we really, yeah. uh, let's come together. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like the Beatles said, let's just all come together. We're all, you know, have the same purpose of just, you know, adding love and value and stuff to the world, which needs it. Um, Well, you, I mean, listen, I have been watching you over the last two years. We talk every once in a while, but you've just had the most amazing growth. Um, And by growth, I just mean kind of exposure and doing cool things and reaching masses. I mean, talk about reaching a lot of people. You've been given this super cool platform um, at festivals and, you know, the music combination, you're, you're, I think you did a, an event with Odessa, is that right? That's going to be in March, yeah. Oh, my God, that's so, you know, I saw them when they were in Phoenix. By the way, I was the oldest person there. And yeah. <laughs> and they're, you know, I love their music, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'd really love to go to that. Um, tell us a little bit about that event that's happening. Oh, sure. Well, the event is called Sundara, so S-U-N, like the sun in the sky, Dara, D-A-R-A. It's like one of their songs. And, um, yeah, that that was, I want to say, you know, it was an incredible uh, stroke of luck and a great opportunity, but I would also, it is indeed a great opportunity, a stroke of luck, I would also say 
I think that it's also a reflection of really committing to being myself um, and, and showing up consistently over the years that, that then uh, when an opportunity like this arises, like, hey, we're going to do this festival, we need a teacher who's good at this type of thing, um, I, I'm so grateful that I come to people's minds. And I think yes. I feel very lucky and I also feel uh, very content that like, okay, good. I've been me just as I am. I've brought it full on authentically all these years. And so, you know, it's kind of like you reap what you sow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, really grateful to be able to enjoy the fruit of that, that effort. So the event is um, near Cancun, um, mm-hmm. and it is an, at an all-inclusive uh, resort, which is kind of nice because then um, you can just focus entirely uh, on the music and enjoying your friends. And, yeah. You know, um, so, it, yeah, it's an all-inclusive thing. We, it's in Cancun, um, and there's music all day, all night, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And then there's also going to be uh, two yoga classes a day uh, with me. And after they booked me, um, I got the news. I remember when they were we were going through the contract. I, I asked, um, "Are you going to pair me with DJs or other artists, or do you want me to prepare all of my own playlists?" And they said, oh, I think we want you to prepare your own playlist. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, great. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. Happy to do that. And then, um, oh, I don't know, a month or so later, they got back to me and said, uh, Odessa wants to do a, like a, an ambient set for one of your classes. So, oh, and, and, you know, of course, I'm like, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so the, yes. the best part of the story yes. to me is, oh, the best part of the story is that, um, I figured, like, they would just do this amazing ambient set, and I would just make it work, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and I'm sure that's what we'll do, but instead, um, one of the guys reached out to me and said, you know, I, I, basically, through phone calls and emails, he wants to know every energetic nuance of the experience Mm. so that their ambient set can basically be just like the most unforgettable experience of your life. And I have just been blown away at how much energy and how much inquiry he's putting into this. So it will by no means be like a good ambient set that you just practice yoga to, but something that is very specifically crafted uh, to this experience, and I am, I am, I was a huge fan before, yeah. and I, am, I think I, I just got catapulted up into super fan status. Yeah, at, after going through this, like to see a musician care so much, uh, just elevated them even higher. If that's possible. Wow, Byron, we're gonna have to play some of that All on right. this on this podcast okay. because I too was a huge fan and literally have seen them in concert, loved it, loved it, loved it. And then when I heard you were doing this, I was like, wow, how can I love it anymore? But I do. Um, it would yeah. be so cool if they could learn about the whole chakra system and then just like move through that through their whole set, like where they start like super grounded and root. Uh, you know, I mean, you guys are the artists. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah. Oh, you yeah. can, you yeah. can cha- channel all of that with them. But that is just, I 
what is what are the dates for that? I'd love to go to that. The date it's in March. I'm pulling it up right now because, of course, I I rely on my calendar. Yeah, um, the iCal, <laughs> the iCal. <laughs> yeah, totally. If I didn't have iCal, I'd probably die. Um, okay, so it is March thirteenth uh, through the seventeenth, or you check oh. in on the thirteenth. I think it is thirteenth through the seventeenth. Yeah. March 13th to 17th. The website is sundarafestival.com. So S-U-N-D-A-R-A-Festival.com. Wow. Yeah, and they have they have packages, you know, for three nights, four nights, five nights. Yeah. And, yeah, so the shows actually start on Thursday, and then I think most of us are planning to arrive on Wednesday. But, yeah, I think it's going to be incredible. And, yeah, I... I think it's perfect timing, uh, particularly for those of us that live in, in wintry places. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a great way to reemerge uh, after the winter and, and really celebrate uh, coming into spring. So it's going to be fantastic. So true. You know, we do our retreat in February. Um, it's about right. two and a half hours north of Cancun in this tiny fishing village on a private island called Holbosch, Mexico. And it's just my favorite place in the world. It's like home. I've, we've been going for eight years and, you know, I just, I'm in love with Mexico. I will always be in love with Mexico. I just, I love the vibe down there. And I mean, I am super excited about this festival and I'm going to try and get down there. I've got to look at my iCal too, but um, I, hope you do, yeah. I know, wouldn't it be fun? Now, does Donnie Starkins <laughs> teach at that one? I thought Donnie and Anton, do they teach at that too? Or is that a separate festival no i'm i'm the only teacher you're the only one yeah i'm the only one (laughs) oh fancy that's so fancy i love it all right well you know with just all of this these things that are going on in your life and i see you here and i see you there and you know of course i follow you know yogini on the loose on uh instagram and you know i just think like you said, that's a lot of hard work. That's like 10 years of hard work just coming to fruition right now. But what yeah. what do you see coming to you? I mean, you're probably open enough to receive anything like you just did. Uh, what else do you see coming towards you in the next, you know, year, two years? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say this, like, I, you're right in that I'm open to everything that comes comes my way. I, I like to keep a really open mind about um, essentially being of service as a teacher. You know, I don't, I don't like rule anyone or anything out ahead of time. I'd love for more experiences like this mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. happen because for me, they are a great counterpoint or balance to the rest of my work, which is largely focused on yoga education. And what's yeah. important to me about having that, that breadth of experience is the educational work um, is deeply rewarding, but in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And so it's really like uh, trying to pay it forward. So everything that I learned from my teachers, that gives me the opportunity to pay it forward to the next generations of teachers. Uh, I have continued to study uh, in earnest uh, over the almost two decades that I've been uh, a full-time teacher. And so it's an opportunity for me to share some of that, 
to share my point of view and relationship with yoga uh, with other people. And that's really, really important to me. And it's, it, it, is, it is quite academic in nature, at least the work that I do through the Colorado School of Yoga. It's very academic. Um, I know that there are uh, some trainings that are, um, let's call them more like personal development. And I yeah. think that that's, it's just not really what I do. Mine are, are quite academic. And so then have these other experiences where I teach at music festivals like Sundara, like Camp Out for the Cause, you know, things like that. Um, it, it's, a, it's a great way to, um, I, I guess in a way, it's a great way for me to not burn out on doing all of one. Yeah. So, so as far as like what would I like to see for myself in the next couple of years, it's really more of both. I would love to see an appetite amongst yoga teachers to grow and evolve in ways that one might call more academic, you know, where you're, we're filling in the gaps in our knowledge and understanding, whether they be about the philosophy of yoga or anatomy or, you know, how to make things come out your mouth as effectively and sensitively as possible, mm-hmm. you know, but then also I, 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 I would be so grateful for continued opportunities to essentially uh, put that into action, put that into play, but in environments that are much, um, shall we say, looser in terms of um, the, 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 the type of focus, you know. Yeah. Um, for example, there's a level of focus that I experience, that I practice, uh, when I'm doing my own practice or I'm taking someone's class in a studio. And that's a different, it's not that there's no focus, but it's very different when I'm, let's say, outdoors uh, in a beautiful mountainous place practicing with a lot of people to a live band. You know, they're, they're, they both have tremendous value in our lives. Um, and I would hate to be just academic or just a party, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I would love to, to continue to, to cultivate that balance and, and stay open to opportunities to keep doing both of those things. Do you, you know, I see you on a bigger stage than even that. <laughs> <laughs> um, You've always been such a tremendous champion of me, Anna. I do. I, I, say, I, I see you on I'm a big like, stage. I don't, I, I don't know it but boy I really really appreciate it well I do you know that's the thing that I feel like I can bring to people is um not only guide them but you know help provide the platforms that they need to really express their talent and I see you on such a big stage um as far as like you know, Marianne Williamson is now running or thinking about getting involved in politics and um and then I was also thinking like you know, I've always just kind of wanted to go to yoga church, you know, and I always think God, Gina would make, make such a great like yoga church minister, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, no, I, I you there know, but, sometimes in, in teacher training, I'll start going off and I'll be like, oh my goodness, Reverend Gina has just arrived. <laughs> I know, but we, because we, we need it, you know, we need that. And I know that I've, you know, we've talked a little bit, you know, we were both raised Catholic and, yeah. and there's a part of the Catholic church that's amazing. And I still hold those pieces close to my heart, but, you know, I never felt 
a really significant spiritual experience until I went to a yoga class. And that was the first time I felt close to, quote, God, the source, you know, the infinite. And I just feel like why, you know, we need, you know, to have more, more places besides just yoga class to express, you know, our love for yoga and spirituality and, you know, the true self and source and those things. And I'm like, God, Gina would be such a great, like, minister. But minister is such an old-fashioned world. We need to have, like, a really groovy platform for you and just, you know, preach, preach. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I agree with you 100% that it would be fantastic to, like, to see that there were spaces in which people could, you know, engage in their spiritual pursuits that maybe weren't, um, the, the, the paradigm now tends to be like an hour-long asana-based class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I see teachers and students really making an effort to have things like thought songs and mm-hmm. uh, workshops. And, you know, I think retreats are places that people yeah. tend to do that. But, yeah, I do think it would be it would be really cool if maybe we took the best of the model that we're used to, where you could call it, like, organized religion. Mm-hmm. Like, take the best of that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I think back, kind of like you were reflecting on my Catholic upbringing, you know, there were parts of it that I loved and right. there were parts of it that I, I did, either didn't love uh, or or just didn't really connect to. And it, and it would be cool if there was a way that we could take the best of it so that it looked, um, you know, at least somewhat familiar. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then let people have the chance to engage in a in a slightly different way from an asana class, yeah, uh, in their their under in, in like the god of their understanding, right? Yeah, it would be cool. But you know, the, the I think the if we want to say there's the best of it and then the worst of it uh, <laughs> tends to to really be um, the, the power differential yeah. and, and you know the yeah. that kind of part. And so it's I think a question that I ponder is you know, how how do we stay away from that? Because even, as you well know, within yoga, we've yes. seen that ha- go bad, yeah. uh, you know, uh, right. uh, many, many, many times. I see it to this day on Instagram, people, uh, teachers approaching their students in little videos just with the, like, what looks literally like an arrogance uh, around uh, here, let me you know, do this to you. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and so I, we're all susceptible to it. And I think a question that I've pondered and haven't yet figured out the answer to is, you know, how do we um, stay away from that, what we might call the worst of, yeah. you know, organized religion? Yeah, it happens. It happens in yoga. It's you. I mean, you can see it. I can see it. Um, yeah. But again, I just always try and put most of my effort and energy into things that I see that I really like, you know, and mm-hmm. even like on social media, like if something just kind of rubs me the wrong way, boom, mm-hmm. I'm out of there. <laughs> I just like yeah, delete yeah. it, you know, anything, whether it's yoga teacher doing something or a pose or, you know, just I feel uncomfortable about what you're wearing. You know, it's just like, that's fine. That's my choice. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Just, you know, and and again, it's in, it's in alignment with that abusive situation or abusive position, which, you know, it's just neat, nat, natural, I think, in the human race to have that. Um, but I do think yeah. that, you know, you need to have a, a bigger, wider platform to speak. And I was even thinking, like, gosh, why doesn't Gina have her own podcast? You know, you it would be cool yeah. just to, like, get on a podcast and just talk about life, you know, because I think that you have so much value to add. And I think a lot of people really identify with you, which is super cool, which is the hardest thing to get, you know, as far as from a marketing Thank perspective. You just that connection where they feel like super comfortable in your classes and as a teacher and all those things. So. Well, thank you so much, Anne. I, I really don't ever underestimate how much your support and how you've always been so generous with telling me how you feel. Um, I, I want, I, these are all things that I've thought about. Yeah. Um, podcast. I mean, I you would love, love, love to do a podcast. I will help but, you. You know, my, my problem <laughs> is that I don't really, I'm, I'm still working on, on priorities, like my yeah. priority list. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a very good worker, like head down, work on this, solve the problem. And I'm, I'm more awkward in um, doing things really just focused on me. You know, yeah. <laughs> I have like, a big issue with Insta stories. I don't really know how to like turn the camera around and be like, Hey, let me tell you what I think. Yeah. So it's a work in progress, but I want you to know that it's everything you've said today and, and over the years, it's not falling on deaf ears. It's, uh, it's amazing to me, like how you can get an idea around a change you'd like to make and how freaking long <laughs> it can take. Well, that change to actually happen and so mm-hmm. I, I think I, this maybe this is uh called grace but I'm trying to uh I feel like I'm I'm kind of like oh yeah so this is something that I would like to do and oh, that's it and it's much more likely to happen in the next like three years <laughs> yeah well you know you just hang out with us long enough and we'll just make it happen for you <laughs> Because I definitely okay, will help you get that all set up. That's true for everyone except the sweet family. <laughs> <laughs> I know you it is. Done in no time. I know we do. It's hard for people to keep up, and it's scary. You know, we don't have any fear though. We're like, let's do it. Let's. Here's a great yeah. idea. Let's do it. You know, what are the risks? No, you're what are the rewards? You're incredible. Well, you know, it's we're we're really lucky and I'm very grateful that we live in a world and we have a business model that allows us to do that because I feel like being creative is a really good thing and when you share that with other people it can't help but get better um so well uh, before we go today of course I want to take talk about one of my very favorite things in the world yeah which is toast So literally, like my, I'm obsessed with toast, and my grandfather used to make me toast all the time. And then Aww. I saw that you are having the twelve days of toast. That's right, the twelve days of toast. <laughs> it is just so fun. I want to hear all about it because, I, again, I feel like we should do a cookbook um, about toast. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I should, I should back up a tiny bit and say this. Uh, 
people, uh, there are a lot of people I know that let's say they have, I'm going to, I'm saying this right now in finger quotes. Okay. But they have finger quote vices. Right? Yeah. And for a lot of people, their vices are things like chocolate or ice cream or candy like Skittles or, or I don't know, champagne or whatever it is. And I, I have to say mine is absolutely bread. Hands and there's down. a picture I know. of me. The same. Where my dad and I were in France and we went to a, a beautiful bakery. And, you know, the idea was that we would each get a pastry and, you know, have this really memorable experience. And I didn't want to have anything to do with those pastries. I wanted a baguette. Yes. And so there's a picture of me as a young woman <laughs> holding this giant baguette like it's a sword. And I walked around France, I'm sure to the absolute horror of all the French people, just munching on my amazing <laughs> baguette. Uh, so I, I definitely have I'm a thing post for that. bread. Yeah. Bread is my jam. I know. And so the... And Mine then too. I also, um, I'm, I'm pretty much obsessed with avocados. Yeah. So naturally, I'm a perfect candidate for, you know, the ubiquitous avocado toast. Mm. But when it comes to breakfast, uh, I, I, I'm, just, I'm a toast person. It's a perfect vehicle. That little piece of bread is a perfect vehicle. And I love that it can be more on the savory side or more on the sweet side, mm-hmm. you know, depending on your mood. And the and avocado, so, too. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's right. The avocado can go either way. And then what you put on top of it um, can really fluctuate based on the season, how you're feeling on any given day. And I, it, because, <laughs> so I have been really busting my butt working this year. And um, on, let me see what day it was, December, today's the 10th. Okay, so on December Third, it was like it was the first stop in 2018 that I have had where I felt like, oh, okay. And so on December 3rd, that marked essentially uh, the end of uh, traveling. Yes. And the end of any public classes until New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And so that means I'm back home nesting where I love to be and I'm cooking a lot and it gives me also the opportunity to be uh, a little more creative rather than just productive which is huge so you know i'm making so you got the toast out (laughs) i'm making playlists and stuff and i'm making these fun toasts because i like finally have time and and then i i just love sharing those things with people because i do it on social media all the time with my one bowl wonders and, and I'm always very touched because people will say, oh, thanks for that. Or I made yeah. it tonight. And then they'll mm-hmm. send me a picture. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say, oh, I think my kids will love this or whatever. And I think, oh, how awesome. Because all I really did was take a picture of what I made for myself and my husband. But if that was a value to you, yes. that, that's like double good. So I'm sitting there making this toast. And I, I made one. It's coming up in the next couple of days. I made one that was new to me. Uh, that has hummus on it, Ooh. and I, I just did that for myself, and then I went, oh, okay, that's it. I need to share these, and then of course, <laughs> it's too good summer, not I to share. Like, 
Oh my goodness, the 12 days of Toastmas. Let's do it. <laughs> I just have to commit to making 12 good ones. So Yes, uh, you will. That's what we started today. <laughs> this is so fun. Now, I mean, really, I'm really into it. So I hope that you're prepared <laughs> because each day I'm going to be looking at what kind of toast you're making. Okay. And I, too, will be making toast. And we can toast each other with our toasts. I um, love it. It's so and, good. And also, I also, um, I want to uh, kind of create a little something for everybody. There Ooh. are some, like, today it's had a hard-boiled egg on it, but other days they'll be completely vegan. Ooh, I think um, you should name your toasts. You should name them. They should have, like, really... <laughs> Like really like cool names, like, you know, yoga names, like Shiva's avocado <laughs> toast. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe what I'll do is I'll listen to the 12 Days of Christmas song. Yes. And it'll be like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Like Lords of Leaping Toast or Lords of Leaping Toast. Yes, <laughs> Leaping Toast. I, and then you can like, yeah, cartoon it. It'll be so fun. I'm, in, I'm into it. <laughs> See, I love this when, when, like, people in the yoga industry just share their, you know, that's what this whole podcast is about. It's about the lifestyles, the lifestyle, you know, it's not necessarily just about, it's about what do you do when you're not on the mat? You know, what do you listen to? What do you put on your face? What do you eat? So I'm, this is another reason why. It's a living, it's a living practice, not something that starts and stops when you go into the studio. I would love to see things like our social media reflect more of that, yeah you know, yeah the ways that it, it shows up that aren't me in in my outfit and yes. doing a pose yeah know? yes like look at my toast you haven't seen my toast yet it's the best toast ever on the planet so i'm gonna send well, you one I, of my toast recipes that you literally are gonna die for please. And then we will post a couple of toast recipes on the podcast. And now we need to wrap it up. So tell me what's coming up. What, what, what's coming up for Gina besides, you know, you touring and doing yoga for the most famous band in the planet right now. (laughs) Besides that, what's going on? Well, um, in January, starting on the 13th, Buddhist boot camp. Okay. And, yeah, and then, like you said, I've got teacher trainings, and then that festival with Kandara is in March. And once we get into May, that's kind of the beginning of festival season. Yeah. Um, there's some other stuff in April that I haven't announced yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be, let me just say this, I have a lot of it up on my website. Okay. And then there's also a lot that hasn't been put up yet. And it's going to be another spectacular summer um, of both learning and extremely fun community building experiences. Mm, I can't wait to find out what it is. And you can find all of that on your website, GinaCaputo.com. That's right. G-I-N-A-C-A-P-U-T-O.com. Yes, I love that. Such a great name, too. All right. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I know your Italian heritage is wonderful. Um, well, just I just want to thank you so much. I want you to have a wonderful holiday season. You're truly so amazing, and you're so good for the yoga industry. I hate to call it industry, but it is. Um, so thank you for everything that you do and how you reach so many people. I love you so much. And I just want to say namaste, and not like slay like a dragon, <laughs> but slay like you know, with sleigh bell. Yes, Byron, the bell. 
<laughs> All right, Thank Gina. You so much, I love you. Thank I'll you see so you much soon. For having me. I okay. appreciate you. Okay. okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, that ends this exciting adventure of High Vibes Podcast. And hope everybody has a safe and wonderful holiday season. We love you so much. And don't forget to rate us. Rate us, rate us, rate us. Much love. Keep the vibes high. Namaste. Hey guys, have you ever wanted to go on a yoga retreat on a private island? This is our sixth year going to Hobosh Island, one of the top windsurfing locations globally and a second home to Lotus House of Yoga. And this year we are extending our typical five-day retreat to a nine-day, 200-hour Yoga Alliance Lotus House of Yoga teacher training. For those of you who want to earn their teaching training certificate, Hope to see you there. If you have any more questions, let me know. Email me at annsweet at lotushouseyoga.com.